Well, let's get into the uh, message this morning. We're talking about winning the war in your mind. We began this message last week. Uh, we're going to learn about how to take your mind back this morning. Yeah. This is part two. <laughs> and so we want to start out uh, with one of the most important scriptures from God's word on the subject. Yes. And it's from Romans chapter 12. So if you have your Bible with you, hopefully you have a Bible with you. If you don't, you could raise your hand. You're welcome to use a Bible. We have plenty of them extra here for anybody who needs a Bible. It's always good to find the scriptures in your Bible yeah. because God will speak to you that way. And it's important then once you recognize God is helping you with the scripture, then it's good to underline that so you can go back to it and find things in the Bible. The Bible's a big book. And so it's when God is speaking to you, it's important for you to value that and find it, highlight it, underline it, and write it. <laughs> Speak it and do it. and we could... Yes. <laughs> so, are you, so are you there? Romans 12, we're going to go with verse number 2. The Apostle Paul wrote this. He was inspired by the Holy Spirit. And he wrote, And do not be conformed to this world or this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Mm. And so God is telling us just in one scripture, uh, don't let the world squeeze you into its mold. Don't act like the world acts. Think like the world acts. Behave like the world acts. But let God remold you from yes. within, from, from within and in your mind. And so, and, and when we do that, there's a promise to it. It says that you will be transformed. You'll be changed. And that's what we're after right? Yes. I mean, we're not after just a little bit of help. We want transformation in our life. Yes. And so how, according to this scripture, are we transformed? By the renewing of our mind, yeah. right? Come on, everybody say it. <laughs> renewing of my mind. Yeah. yeah. So we're talking about winning the war in your mind. Yes. And so let's just begin with prayer as we approach the word of God. Father, we're asking you for your help today. I'm asking you to give us clarity to recognize, uh, Lord, strongholds, lies that we have in our thinking, that we've just been believing wrongly. That's right. And we've been believing them as true, and it's holding us back in life, Lord. It's holding us back, Father, from walking in your good and perfect and pleasing will. And so we ask you, Holy Spirit, to bring light, to bring revelation mm. to our mind and our heart, that we might cast down those thoughts and replace them with your truth. Yes. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So amen. our thoughts uh, have a powerful influence on every aspect of our life. Because the thoughts that you think, if you think them long enough, you begin to believe what you're thinking. Mm -hmm. And whatever gets down into your heart becomes a part of what you believe. And it, it does say in Proverbs, you know, to guard your heart with all vigilance because out of your heart comes the forces of life. Yes. So, but it all begins up here what I'm thinking on, dwelling on, and then eventually believing, whether it's true or not true, my heart will be guided by it, my actions will be guided by it, and mm -hmm. my life will be guided by it. And so this is up on our PowerPoint. The life we have, then, is often a reflection of the thoughts that we think. It might mm. seem simplified, but it's really true. Yes. The yes. life that we have is often a reflection of the thoughts that we think. And so if you're here in church this morning or you're listening online, you know, I would assume that you want the good and perfect, pleasing will of God for your life. <laughs> Otherwise, you wouldn't be here, right? <laughs> Hallelujah. 
And so it hinges, though. It hinges on something. It won't just fall on us. Well, I want your will. God, I'm praying for your will. God is going to direct us to a scripture like we just read. Yeah. It hinges on our mind being renewed to think according to truth, according to the word of God. And so if we are made in the image of God, and we are made in the image of God, Amen. Uh, his word has so much to say about who you are, who he's made you to be, your true identity, yes. your value, your worth, your significance. It answers the questions of who am I? Why am I here? Does <laughs> my life have any value? Yeah. Does my life have purpose? These are important questions. And if you grew up not knowing or believing what the Bible says, like having biblical answers to those questions, mm -hmm. and they're fundamental, we can end up very mixed up about who we are and about the truth. That's right. I mean, last week we talked a little bit about this. We said that repetitive negative thoughts in your mind are creating a pattern of thinking. And it's actually their chemical reactions that happen in your brain. And it kind of gets your brain, if you will, in a rut if it's going in the wrong direction. It's a train of thought that we just default to. Yeah. And it's kind of this inner dialogue. I know we can all recognize it because we all do it. Something happens in our life and then we just start to think, I don't fit in. Like, I don't really mm. have what it takes. And then, you know, your mind says, you're not really good at anything. <laughs> or depending on what happens in your life, you say, it's really hard to trust people. People aren't trustable because you just never know how they're going to treat you. And then you end up sometimes with a victim mentality. Mm -hmm. Nothing goes right for me. You start blaming everybody for everything in your life. You don't want to take responsibility. It's like this poor me. Everything bad always happens to me. <laughs> and it's hard for us to move forward then, right? We just kind of for sit sure. there in yeah. this stuff. And then if we come out of the world, we get, give our life to Christ, and we start reading the Word of God. And the Word of God starts to show us a whole different yes. mindset, whole Come different on. perspective yes. on who he's made you to be. In fact, he says, you know, you're not a victim, you are a victor, right? The victory, it says in Scripture, that overcomes the world is my faith. The is world. My faith. That my sin, my faith is in what? The gospel, that my sin has been forgiven, Hallelujah. that God loves me, that he has a plan for my life, that he's made me... His righteousness, he's given me righteousness as a gift, that I'm blameless in his sight, that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Oh, I mean, when you compare the, what I just said previously, we would call those carnal thoughts, yeah. negative thoughts to God's thoughts, you begin to realize you've got some like crisscrossing going on here, right? <laughs> Remember that old saying, like we used to say, you got your wires crossed. Like, you're really mixed up and confused. And really, in that sense, <laughs> when, you, when you begin to renew your mind, when you come out of the world, you give your life to Christ, you start to read what the Word of God says, you, it does feel like that. Like, this is yes. where the battle is. This is why we say there's a war that now that's going on in our mind. Because you've had one pattern of thinking yes. according to what the world has fed you, and then what you've thought on and what really your own mind and even the devil reinforces to your mind mm -hmm. about yourself, about your future, about your ability, <clears throat> about people, about life. And it's had, he's had a lot of years. Like often we don't come to Christ. I mean, I know we, it took us till we were really 35 years old to go, what? 
What? Yeah. <laughs> what? This is it's real. <laughs> Where have we been? Like, what have we been doing with our life? And so it takes, we, you realize I've got some crisscross wires like oh, this man. in my brain oh, that I need God. to unwire yes. and I need to rewire myself. As you, and it comes as we think and meditate on the truth. That's where we're going today with this message. Right, because those thoughts that are repetitive create neural pathways in your mind. And like Pastor Mamie says, it's, it's a chemical reaction in your mind. Your body is, is kind of wired. It's electric impulses through your body. And our goal with a mind renewal is that we're going to create new thought patterns. Amen? Amen. And new neural pathways is where yeah. we want to go. Yeah. You know, that are these renewing our mind we want the thoughts that we're putting in our mind according to the scripture we want those to be stronger than those thoughts that defeat us yeah those and so in order to do that you have to start and it takes effort amen anybody who's ever done it you know (laughs) we want these thoughts to be stronger than the negative carnal thoughts like pastor Mamie says and look at this is on our powerpoint our lives are always Moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts. Now, if those are good, strong thoughts. That's where we're going, amen? (laughs) That's what we want. We want to renew our mind to who we are in Christ. Yes. Because that's the truth of everything. Who we are in Christ. That is the truth. And the more we agree with it, the more we fortify that, that's that pathway that will cause us to default to who we are in Christ. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I do have value. I am worth because Christ came to this earth, shed his blood for me so that I can be free. Amen. Amen. So what we want to do is, is really cut those old wires and cap them off. So that there is no longer an impulse going back to your brain, which would then now cause you to think contrary to the Word of God. Scripture says we are new creations in Christ Jesus. Old things pass away. So the old you is no longer you. So we have to discover who we really are. Amen? Mm -hmm. We're to die to our old ways. We're to seek the truth. Find out who we are in Christ. We're no longer broken. We're no longer failures. We're no longer unworthy. We're no longer not good enough. We start to take thoughts about who we are, our true self, in Christ. Mm -hmm. There's this little book that is really remarkable. It's called In Him. This is a book that is so valuable because this tells you about 140 or so scriptures about who you are in Christ. In him. That's it. And our mind is the battlefield, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And this is the most of our life's battles are won or lost in our mind. They really are. You know, we looked at this scripture last week in 2 Corinthians. Let's turn there. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. This is so important. It's it's so powerful. This is this is our uh, battle plan. This is this is how we're going to achieve the new uh, pathways, neuropathways into our minds so that we can start to think according to the Word of God. Amen? Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, and we're going to start at verse 3. It says, For though we live in the world, 
We do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. So what is a stronghold? We all have had them. We all still have them. A stronghold is wrong pattern of thinking. It's a wrong pattern of thinking. It's the lies that we've told ourselves. Amen? Amen. And the lies that have been fortified by your enemy and my enemy, the prince of the power of the air. So it's in our brain. These wires are crossed. And what we've got to do is figure them out, separate them. And it goes back to the same thing. We want to cut and cap them off. These thoughts, these negative thoughts, these lies are, uh, they really are an argument against God's thought. They argue against God's thought. When you start to tell yourself that I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, immediately what's going to happen is say, boy, do you remember this? Hey, do you remember that? Look what you did 20 minutes ago. And what is it doing? Those thoughts, if you continue to take them, are going to mold you in, squeeze you into its mold. Now, what we need to do is get squeezed into the mold of God's thoughts. Amen? These thoughts, they oppose who you are in Christ. They oppose that you are a new creature in Christ Jesus. This word is true. It'll last forever, folks. So last... Last week, we encouraged you to kind of try to help identify that, that, that thought that you have that trips you up all the time. The biggest stronghold. We all have strongholds, but, you know, let's attack the biggest one and start tearing it down. It, but then what did we say, too? We ask you to ask God, help me to understand. What is the biggest stronghold in my mind? But it's not enough just to understand the biggest stronghold you have in your life. Identify it. We have to know. Yeah. You know, (laughs) what are we supposed to do with it? Once we discover it, what are we supposed to do with it? Tear it down. Thank you, Mark. Let's look at that very next scripture. It says, we demolish arguments and every high thing that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. We can say we, we demolish. We eliminate wrongly crossed wires in our brain. Any of those wires that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, this is what we're trying to expose and get rid of it. How do we make our thoughts obedient to Christ? The Bible says that the truth of God's word is, has this, the Greek word is dunamis. That means powerful. It's supernatural power. See, we, we all want a supernatural power. We want to see a leg grow out or something like this. This is the most important power that's available to us, and it's renewing our mind to the truth of who you are. Right. Yes. Yeah. It's the power of God's word when you apply it in your own self to your thinking, it'll transform you. Yes. Not right. going to just change you. It's going to transform yeah. you. Yeah. Hallelujah. So 
think about it, like in John 1, 1, it says, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Amen. So when we're applying God's Word to our mind, we're bringing God, the power of God, yes. into our mind. This is why it has the power to demolish the other thought that wants to exalt itself higher mm -hmm. than God and mm -hmm. say, no, I'm, this is who you are. And God says, no, this is who you are. It will demolish the other thought. Yes. This is why every thought matters. It does. It matters because your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. You know, what comes into your mind tends to come out in your life, if you will, right? We said last week, you can't have a positive life if you have a negative right. mind. Right. It's just, you can't. Yeah. When the wires are crossed, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> everything gets short-circuited. And this is on the PowerPoint. This is a statement. If you don't control what you think, mm. you'll never be able to control what you do. I mean, these are just important things that we dwell on, yeah. that we think about. If you don't control what you think, you're not going to be able to control what you do. So if we're going to work then on renewing our mind, we're going to need some tools. Like we're going to need some help. We're Come going to on. have to train our mind. Yeah. That you know, People go to the gym, right? They train their bodies. And sometimes, you know, you get, sometimes people, that's the only thing they're looking at. I go to the gym, I'm training my body. Well, I trained my body a little bit. You know, I worked out. Now we just reward ourselves with chocolate. <laughs> Get the bag of chips later on. It's like, let's see, I burned up 700 wings, calories. Wings, John, so. wings. Yeah, right. <laughs> you need a few extra here. How about that ice cream? Get that out Ooh, of the refrigerator. Oh, great yeah. idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, eventually you realize that it's not only what you're going to do with your body if you're working out, you know, but it's what you're putting into it that matters, too. It's like what you eat. What you're putting into your body definitely <laughs> matters. I mean, when you're younger, I think you think, it doesn't really matter. Hey, you know, when you're 25, 35, you're running, working out, doing your whatever you're doing at the gym, <laughs> lifting weights. But you can only <laughs> yeah, do that up. for so long. I mean... <laughs> The older you get, the wiser that you get. You realize this catches up with you. You can only eat so much sugar and junk and, you know, whatever it is you're putting in, drugs, alcohol, smoking. I mean, whatever it is, it eventually leaves a lasting effect. <laughs> I haven't found my limits on sweets yet. <laughs> well, you renew your mind, yeah. <laughs> I still believe what, what you put in matters. Just try it. I think we've all tried it, you know. Just, yeah. But the analogy of what you put in, you know, what you do, like in other words, I'm identifying the stronghold. I'm casting down that yes. imagination. And what you do, like that way, it is important. Uh, I'm, you know, you say I'm working on that, but it's what you put into your mind, what yes. you pour also into your mind to replace what you just are saying, I'm casting out. Mm -hmm. That's how we're training our mind to put that new pattern and to think on truth. We have to put something in. Amen. And so this 1 Timothy 4, 7 says something pretty interesting here. It says, train yourself towards godliness. And the Amplified puts it that way. Keep yourself spiritually fit. Yeah. For, let's get verse 8. It says, for physical training is of some value. It's useful for a little. <laughs> I mean, let's face it. Some physical exercise is going to be good for all of us. It's going to make you feel a little bit better, stay a little bit healthier, right? Yep. But godliness, 
Spiritual training is useful and of value in everything and in every way. Yeah, here we go. For it holds the promise for the present life and also for the life which is to come. Hallelujah. So spiritual training, like training ourselves to identify the stronghold. Like what lies have I been believing all my life that need to come down Mm -hmm. and cast it down and then taking this effort, like where's the truth? What is the truth? I'm going to pour this into my mind. I'm going to fill my mind up with God's thoughts. That's spiritual training, and it holds promise for this present life. Amen. I mean, we, we, we looked at Romans 12. It says, when you renew your mind, you'll prove out the good and perfect, pleasing will of God. So that's great. Amen. If we want God's will in our life, it'll hold promise for the present life and the life which is to come. Because we're going to bear better fruit. Come on. We're going to bear more fruit. And there's even a reward in the end. We get to heaven, God's going to say, well done, you know, good and faithful servant. And that's so, what we all want to hear, that's amen. That's right. We want to do oh that. Oh, my yeah, gosh. We, so this spiritual training will pay dividends. It'll pay off. It's worth the effort. It, it is, is worth the effort. absolutely worth the effort. Oh, praise God. You know, it's... it's so Paul, Paul, you know, I guess when he was... Well, when he was in the Roman prison, yeah. you know, he wrote a letter to the Philippian church. And in that letter, you know, here's Paul in, in a Roman prison. Uh, uh, one time he was under house arrest. It, not a good situation at all because they're going to kill him. Uh, they're going to execute him. So you, you can imagine that there's a bit of anxiety there. Uh, but here's what anxiety. he writes. Anxiety, it could be. Possible execution. Yeah. You, you, could, you, could flip <laughs> your, little you could totally flip out yeah. on something like that. Unless it could be terrifying. Your though. mind is renewed by the word of God. Yeah. Unless your mind is renewed by the word of God. Every single one of us have to have an eternal perspective. An eternal perspective. Yeah, he's locked up waiting for possible execution. What would his thoughts be like? Here's what he says. Yeah. Philippians chapter 4 verse 8. This is exactly what he says. He says, now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. He didn't say, now, brothers and sisters, one final thing. He says, I just want you to know that God let me down. He didn't say, I can't go on with my life. (laughs) He didn't say, this couldn't be any worse. (laughs) He didn't say, I can't believe this is happening to me. I'm a Christian. Mm. What did he say? Fix your minds. Fix your thoughts. Fix your thoughts on things that are honorable, true. This life is not all there is. When they kill my body, it's going to be a glorious day, I'll tell you that much right now. And so we can't fear death because we don't die. Absent from the body, present with the Lord. It's almost like they do you a favor. (laughs) I'm out of here. (laughs) Hallelujah. Fix your thoughts. He didn't say fix your thoughts on the worst case scenario. Fix your thoughts on what I fear. Fix your thoughts on what could go wrong. Come on now. And he's saying this from a Roman prison cell. Think about it. 
ready to he's get his head cut. He's sitting there looking over the Mediterranean. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's saying, fix your thoughts on something good and admirable. The, the New King James says it this way. If there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. If there's anything praiseworthy, meditate. What are we supposed to do? Meditate. meditate. We're yeah. supposed to meditate. We meditate yeah. on what? Yes. <laughs> yes. You know, some Eastern meditation is about emptying the mind, right? Finding this place of nothingness, this what sta a joy. state of calm or whatever they do, you know. <laughs> The Christian meditation. Yeah, come on. It's totally this different. is up on the screen. Christian meditation isn't emptying your mind. Instead, it's filling your mind with truth. Come it's on. It's thinking about truth. I mean, sometimes you mention this word meditation and people get all nervous. Oh, don't meditate. Well, <laughs> there are a lot of places in scripture where it says meditate on these things. Yeah. And it's, it's simply meaning fill your mind up with what God's word is saying. Think about it. Focus on it. Mm -hmm. Not just pause and go on. I mean, we just live in in such a, a fast-paced world, you know, that a thought comes and a thought goes and our mind can fly around everywhere, really. But we have to learn, a Christian meditation is about filling our mind yes. with truth, filling our mind with truth. And it takes some intentionality, doesn't it? Come on, it takes effort. I mean, have you noticed how scattered and drifted quickly your mind can just go all around? Yes. So quickly. Uh -huh. And it generally doesn't drift and flip to the, a place which is true. <laughs> I mean, we're somehow like, it goes to the, to the negative side. Yep, yep. To my insecurities, you know, my fears, the worst case scenario. Yeah, uh, true. Angry, you yeah. know, I'm going to pay back this person. or Rage. You know, or just kind of filled with, this is the stronghold idea, the lies yeah. in, the, in the stronghold that's in our mind. Well, you're never going to be good enough, whatever it is, and you're incapable, and you should be ashamed for what you did. I mean, how could God use you? Think about, your, think mm. about your, who you are and what, you just, what you've done. Mm -hmm. So we, want, we have to, of course, repent. If we have done things, we need to repent of Amen. our sin. And this, the promise is that God's faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And then the slate is washed clean. Hallelujah. Instead, the devil comes with guilt. No, you should still feel guilty. And this is what we fight. It's like, Amen. no, I'm forgiven of that. Amen. I'm free. I'm blameless in his sight. That's right. And so it sounds simple when we say, uh, you know, <laughs> that we meditate on these things. But I think any of us who have have Walk very long with the Lord, and you, you realize the battleground that, you're, yes. that your mind is in. And yes. so it's not easy to, to change something that you've been believing for 5, 10, 15, 30, 30 years, yeah. is it? Come no. on. It takes a while to deprogram yourself, if you will, and replace the lie with truth. Yeah, so first the question it, is, what's holding you back? Yeah. What, yeah. Is, what's, what is the thought? What's the stronghold? There's this, the, the, that collection of thoughts there. in your mind that tell you, I'm a failure. Because it's not just one thought, I'm a failure. Oh. It's a collection of thoughts that lead you to that conclusion. So true. So these are the, this is why you call a stronghold more like a belief system. It's, we kind of attack it one thought at a time. but That's the way to do it. But yet we have fortified those false thoughts all our lives. Yeah. 
Maybe Listen. it's about money. Maybe it's like yeah. when the topic of money comes up, something inside of you starts to just go, ugh, why? I can't ever save any money or marriage. Everybody in my family is divorced or health. I'm, I'm always sick. My family's always sick. My family's always yeah, sick. Yeah, I'll probably get sick. Yeah, the flu season, it's, well, I'm ready, you know. It's like you belong to a different family, don't you? There's no flu in heaven. Amen. Glory to God. Or addiction. You're addicted. I can't. I've been trying for three years. I'll never break free of this, delic, this, this addiction. Or maybe this is, I never feel God. I don't ever feel close to him. I feel all the time far away. Didn't we, didn't we just sing a song? He's with you. He's in you. He's around you. He's for he's, you. Uh, yeah. you know. He's beside so you. That's <laughs> the idea. When that thought comes, I'm never close to him. You have to cast it. I don't think this way anymore. This is how I think. I am perfectly united with him. I am, this body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. But now that's just because you say it that one time, it's not. The battle just started. <laughs> Listen, the devil doesn't play games that mess around with the people he already has. He's going to put all his attention on you and me because we are believers. And so what we're doing is taking territory away from him that is our territory in the first place. Yes. Yeah. Glory right. to God. Yeah. Yes, it's true. You know, we look for significance. Every single person in this room looks for significance. You know, and we do some stupid things to try to gain significance from somebody or from a group of people. It's, it's you know, but the devil comes and says, you're a failure. You should be ashamed of yourself. You know, and then he'll replay a movie in your head and you'll think, yeah, I should be. You know, that's, this, this is no, that's not the direction we're going. We got to find out who we are yeah. in him. Yeah. Who are we in him? We're valuable, amen? Amen. We have to change and make sure our wires don't continually be crossed. You can't mix your seed. The sower sows the word, right? Sower sows the word. Every seed produces after its own kind. So if you're saying I'm a failure and you keep putting that seed in the ground in your heart, well, you're prophesying over yourself. If you come back and say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, and you just fortify that thought over and over and over again, guess what's going to start happening to you? (laughs) So because we got to make sure that our new thoughts become more dominant than the old thoughts. It takes effort. You know, sometimes you're going to just think, I can't think, I cannot believe how fast your mind can think. You might think one thing, and then here comes like 45,000 other thoughts that just, you have to cast them down. You have to, first of all, what? Identify that. Identify. You have to think about what you're thinking. Yeah. TV is trained, the American culture to think maybe 12 minutes and then a commercial yeah everything's a sound bite yeah shorts now on everything just you know two minute little things and we it's it's 
It's doing something to our it attention span. Doing, yeah. In, in the seventies, somebody asked an FBI guy, uh, "What? What?" He said, "Don't watch TV." That's in the seventies. Don't watch TV because he knew the whole system was going to be working this way. Don't watch TV because it's putting <laughs> well, thoughts into who you are. Come on now. We've got to replace those thoughts. We have to cast down those thoughts and replace those thoughts. So that's the second thing. The second part is what spiritual truth from God's word would demolish the argument about what the devil says you are in that old pattern that we have. What is the word of God? What is the word that will obliterate yeah. that old way of thinking and create new neuro pathways for you and for me, then guess what I, I would suggest? If you want to really make it happen, find that scripture. We have so many tools available to us. You can go, hey, Siri, where does it say in the Bible well, about well, my mind gonna, is renewed? She's going to answer on every phone. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's a good thing we could do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because in, when we were growing up, you know, we had to get a, 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 a book this thick. It's called a concordance. <laughs> yeah. And the words were so small in there, you yeah. need a magnifying glass. And you could find every scripture, every word that was in the King James Bible. And that's how we learned. But now these tools are so readily available to us, we can find the word of God that will obliterate that stronghold. Yeah. Yeah, but it takes effort. Yeah, because it would be good suggestion if you write it down. Yeah. Here's the scripture. Oh, I'm going to write it down. Okay, I'm writing it down. Then I'm I'm going to I'm going to confess it. Yeah, I'm this is think who it. I am. I'm going to write it. I'm going to think it. Yes. I'm going to confess it, and then eventually, will you believe it? This is important. I think sometimes you will think it. I think that confession part gets people. That could be off track too. Well, no, I'm just meaning, I think sometimes just saying it out loud sounds funny to ourselves at first. But we have to do it because, you know, those we believe and speak and confess our faith. That's, this is even how we come in faith. to our salvation. Yes, exactly. By making a confession of faith. And so this is when we begin to, we say write it. I mean, we're going to, as we get further here into the message we we gave you a tool here wrote out some things about who we are in christ but it's important that even for yourself because some of these things are personal for you you write out maybe what you believe that lie is this stronghold and then you write down let the holy spirit guide you yes where's the truth in the word of god that demolishes that lie and then you think on it you take time to focus your mind on it see yourself the yes. way God says you are. That's meditating. And then confess it, especially as you go about your day. Right. You're driving in the car. You're going walking down the street. You're going whatever, and the, the other thoughts just want to fly in there. Out of your mouth, you mutter to yourself the truth. No, this is who I am. Right. This is who I am. I operate and in it, the wisdom of God. And it, it's, it'll feel like a battle. How many of you have done some of this? Oh. Doesn't it feel like a battle? I, you know, you're in spiritual boot camp training kind of you know <laughs> but you're on I mean, the but front sure, line but think about it, like a soldier isn't casual about the enemy it's Amen. like no come on you are not taking my territory you're not i'm taking back my mind come as on we're now. talking back to, about today 
And, and the devil will, or your other thoughts will just kind of feel like blah, 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 blah. They'll sit on your shoulder and talk to you. <laughs> Nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. You'll never change. Just ignore. Ignore him. Tell him you're dead to him. I'm dead to that. That old man yes. is dead. That's not who I am. Like Pastor Steve was saying, we're capping off of those old wires. We're, yes. un- we're uncrossing you know, the, the, the crisscrosses in our brain. We're creating new thought patterns according to who we are in Christ. We're learning to see ourselves from God's perspective. Yes. This is what we must do. As we confess it, we must see ourselves blameless in his sight. Hallelujah. Like sometimes this is difficult. When you look at your own self, it's like, how do I ask the Holy Spirit? We ask the Holy Spirit to help us mm-hmm. see ourselves mm-hmm. as a new creation, a made in his image and likeness. Glory if if God. God is our creator and he is our creator, you know, then he would know, he knows, he, we came from him, he knows our needs, and our greatest need, the greatest need of the human heart is to have this sense of worth, this self-worth, yeah. the feeling that life has meaning, like you were saying before, like Pastor C was saying, significance, everybody needs to feel like, well, my life matters, amen? Come on. It's the driving motivation of the human spirit. It really is. Yes. Our need to feel affirmed, the need to feel loved, and we are meant to get that. The very foundation of that is meant to come from our Creator. Hallelujah. Our yes. need, you know, the, that need is meant, meant to be met when we know and receive, yes. and we abide in that love. We live in that love. Mm. We know that, you know, I may not be good at this, and I may not be able to do that, but I know I'm loved. But I am loved by my Heavenly Father. And that's the highest value you could ever walk around with in this life. That's where we find our significance. We are meant to live that way. And, of course, the devil doesn't want you to know that or go in that direction. Right? So he comes with these lies. And, of course, we all, none of us are perfect. We've all failed at things in our life. For sure. We all do something that, that we failed at, but the devil comes and says, well, you are a failure. He goes right to your identity. It's not like I failed over here. That doesn't make you a failure, but he tells you Come on. you're a failure. Attacking you. Instead, you know, and then what do people do? Like we try to either work really hard to prove we're not. People become perfectionists. Come they on. drive themselves. Or? Or you just quit because I can't, I'll never do anything right anyways. So I just give up. I mean, you see how all these things, these lies can play out in people's lives. Or you, or you deal with rejection. I yeah, think that's another that's, biggie that, yeah. that people, people are always with. looking for approval. It's good to be approved, isn't it? Yeah. It, but when it doesn't happen. Yeah, somewhere along know, the way we'll be rejected. Do you tell that you're lovable? Do you tell yourself that God loves me anyhow? Or do you just go, well, nobody really cares about me anyway. You know, somehow I'm just not right. Uh, something yeah. is like, you know, and again, or he's planting thoughts of shame in your life. You're inferior or, you know, you did this in your past and I'm going to remind you of it. Yeah. I'm going to remind you of it. I'm going to push you down, you know, but those, what? And it robs you. Old things pass away, all things become new. Yeah. Amen. If you actually ask God to forgive you those, those things, he doesn't remember it. The Bible says that God doesn't remember it. One couple of things that God cannot do. He cannot lie. 
And he cannot make you do anything you don't want to do. And he cannot remember your sins if you've confessed them through Jesus Christ. Yeah. No, this, this That's is good, good news. This is good action, good baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. this, is, this, is, this is who we are in him. You know, there's a scripture that says that we are complete in him. Mm-hmm. I'm complete in Christ. Yeah. You know, the Bible says that I have the mind of Christ. After I flub something up, the devil wants to remind me, you are the dumbest guy I've ever met. And I said, well, sorry, I have the mind of Christ. You know, this is a failure. You're, this is a failure. You know what I've told him? I said, you, you're so dumb. This is such an avalanche of success. It's ridiculous. You start going back to him like this, and it hurts him. When you start using the what? sword of the spirit which is the word of god it's like you're smacking that little imp all the time and he'll leave you alone for a while he'll leave you alone for a while so so we don't need to fear failure right we don't need to fear rejection we're all going to get rejected by people and situations it's bound to happen or yes. feel shame over right. things that That's, we've done. Yeah. So but, what hold, what's the stronghold to hold you but back? God, but God loved us. I mean, yes. you have to Hallelujah. tell us that God loved me when I was dead in my sin. So it's like, well, you're a failure, the devil says. Well, God loved you when you were dead in your sin. That's pretty, that's a big failure, right? <laughs> and he chose to love us and set his heart upon us and to redeem us. Mm-hmm. And justified us. He reconciled us to himself. That's right. So if it says there's therefore now no condemnation in Christ to, to those who are in Christ Jesus, right? Yeah. Yeah. So if people reject me, well, I thank God Jesus will never reject me. Yes. Right? He will never reject me. You know, in him I'm secure. I have to tell myself these things. In Christ I'm completely accepted. I'm totally completely forgiven. loved. Completely yes. forgiven. Right. So anybody who comes to him, he says, I, you know, with a sincere heart, I will in no wise cast out. I'll never reject. He's completely forgiven our sin. He's completely forgiven our past if you've Hallelujah. asked him to. We have a handout. Did everybody get one of these on your way in? These are helpful. Yes. To, we, we, please use this as a tool, a training tool. To help renew your mind. It goes down several things, and it's all related to Scripture. Scripture tells me I'm completely accepted. Because these are some of the basic false beliefs that everybody has had. Yeah. You know, you're a failure. Well, no, you're rejected. No, I'm completely accepted. Mm -hmm. And here's some Scriptures that line up with that. No, I'm God's friend. I've been justified by His blood. I'm united with Christ. I'm one spirit with Him. Get alone sometime, soon, I would recommend, and take this paper. Yes. Read it out loud. Say it like you mean it. Because this is important, too. We might start out going, well, I'm a child of God, and I am Christ's friend. And you don't feel like it's very real, but the more you do it, (laughs) and you ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, come and, you know, Bring your power into these verses because you're, you're saying what God says about you. It's the truth. It's the truth. Glory and this is so God. important. Get, this, get the paper out if you all have it in front of you. Let's say a few of them. 
Let's say a few of them out loud. Let's, say, let's start with Scripture. Let's start with that first one. Scripture tells me I'm completely accepted. I mean, let's just say the first five of them together. <laughs> I am God's child. I am Christ's friend. Yes. I have been justified by his blood. I am united with Christ, and I'm one spirit with him. Yes. One more. I have been bought with a price. I belong to God. And, you know, I hear that inflection, and that's really how you have to say it. I belong to God. You have to start washing your mind with yes. the truth with some enthusiasm. This is how you make these other imprints in our mind. Now, we're going to close out with saying a few more confessions because we do believe that as we, if you write these things down and you start thinking on it, the confession part is so important. And yes. so we're, we have them up on the screen, up on the PowerPoint. And as we do this, we're going to say these together. And then we will close out the service. Say this. I, I am deeply loved by God. God. I, I am, am a new creation, creation in Christ. Christ. I, I am not defined by my past. I am who God says I am. I am forgiven. I am redeemed. In Christ, I am free. Let's keep going. I have the same power that raised Christ from the dead dwelling inside of me. I am a weapon of righteousness in a world of darkness. I am not a hostage to unhealthy thoughts. Keep going. The weapons I fight with are not the weapons of the world. My weapons have divine power to demolish strongholds. I have the mind of Christ directing my thoughts. The, the word of God, God is guiding my steps. Worry is not my master. I trust in God. His peace guards my heart and mind. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. The Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. I am not a prisoner to addictions. I have been rescued from the power of darkness and brought into the kingdom of God's light. One more. God started a good work in me. He will be faithful to complete it until the day of Christ. Nothing can separate me from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus my Lord. Hallelujah. You know, Praise that scared God. the devil. It did. That, sh it did. that, sh that shook when you darkness. Get a, yeah, you're right. You get an army of believers who believe these things, it scatters darkness. Yep. It scatters darkness. Brings freshness to the mind, to the heart. It brings purity and Father, understanding. We, yes. We thank you, Lord. I thank you, Father, that your word... God is alive. Your word yes. is powerful. I thank you, Father, that your word has, it does have the power to demolish lies that have been built up in our minds, sometimes through childhood, over mm. the long, many years. So, Father, I pray. I pray that you would give clarity. 
give clarity about whatever lie that we've been wrongly believing about ourselves. God, I know for some people in this room or even listening online, it's hard to even identify the lie because we don't even know it's a lie. Some of these things are just opening up to us. Holy Spirit, you're bringing truth, you're bringing light, you're revealing. So God, I'm asking you, I'm asking you to show us Mm. any weaknesses that we have in our life, Lord, especially in our thinking that's a result, Lord, of believing a lie. Help me. I, I pray you make this prayer personal. Help me identify what truth from your word that I can use to fight the lie. And God, I pray you give wisdom that that we would create daily declarations, Lord, and say them from our heart, confess them as true over our life. Guide me, Lord. Guide us, Father, as we begin this process of renewing our mind with your truth. God, I know that even if it takes weeks and months, years, even years, some years to renew our mind, it is all worth it, Lord. Because we believe that for some of some, this is going to be breakthrough. These are answers to questions that you've had. Why does this happen to me all the time? God, I pray that your truth would come and be built up so those strongholds would come down and we could walk in your will for our life. We want transformation, Lord. Yes. We want to live according to your, your pleasing and good will for our lives. And we want to honor you. We want to love other people, Lord in all that we do. And so help us, Holy Spirit. We know that you will. In Jesus' name. We uh, made a confession here that he's delivered us out of darkness into the marvelous kingdom of God's beloved son. Uh, You might be in here today and you don't know if you've been delivered out of that kingdom or not. Because there's only one way to get out of that kingdom and it's through Jesus Christ. God so loved you that he sent his only begotten son so that he could pay your sin debt. He could pay the penalty you could never pay. It's remarkable the love of God he has for you. And all we have to do is just confess Jesus as the Lord of our life. Understand that you and I, before we became Christians, we rebelled against God. We were against him just in our own thoughts. We might not have been a bad person, but we just rebelled against God. It's only through Jesus that you can get out of the power of darkness and into God's kingdom. Is there anyone here who would like to take Jesus Christ as the Lord of their life to be delivered out of darkness and into the kingdom of God's beloved Son? That kingdom will last forever and ever, and it's soon to come on this earth. Don't walk and be outside because it'll be forever. Anyone at all? Okay. Praise God.